0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.
1: It's Monday, March 6th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Cover crops are becoming more popular among farmers in the Midwest because they can lower costs and protect land
2: you know, it's beneficial to us. I can't imagine farming without it now.
1: While a record number of acres are using cover crops, it's still just a drop in the bucket. The new farm bill may change that. Our Jonathan All will have the story in just a few minutes. Recreational marijuana sales in Missouri have surpassed $70 million in less than a month. The state started approving recreational pot licenses February 3rd, and sales hit roughly $72 million in less than 30 days. Overall, Missouri's 200 dispensaries brought in slightly more than $100 million in total marijuana sales over that period. The Missouri Cannabis Trade Association says the state has outpaced Illinois in recreational sales. That state totaled slightly less than $40 million in its first month. The association says Missouri's legal cannabis industry could top $1 billion in revenue this year. A Washington University professor's research on patients who are hospitalized for mental health problems has prompted federal lawmakers to make sure they are included in health surveys. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah reports the new provision will ask hospitalized patients questions that could improve care.
2: When Brown School professor Morgan Shields wanted to study the experiences of people hospitalized for behavioral health problems, she found there wasn't much federal data. That's in part because hospitals don't include those patients in federal standardized surveys of adults after they're discharged. Shields and her colleagues teamed up with mental health advocates to get a provision passed in the 2023 budget bill. She says starting in 2031, the federal government will collect patient experiences from mental health patients discharged from hospitals so if you're going to have a, a systematic collection of patient experience in hospitals but the only group you're going to exclude
0: are psychiatric patients that is discrimination
2: such federal surveys provide nationwide data that can help healthcare care providers figure out what patients need i'm sarah fenton st louis public radio
1: illinois has returned a purple heart to a metro east family state treasurer michael frerichs says the medal has gone back to the O'Fallon family of army specialist kenneth Weist who earned the medal for his service in Vietnam. He was also in Desert Storm. Weiss died in 1998. He was 48. His Purple Heart and Gulf War medals were forgotten in a safety deposit box turned over to the state treasurer's office in 2019. The return is part of Illinois' effort to make sure 11 Purple Hearts are given back to their owners or their families. The Illinois Education Association recently surveyed 1,000 residents about the state of education. Peter Medlin reports.
0: Half of all Illinois residents and two-thirds of public school parents say their community is experiencing staffing shortages in school support positions like teaching aides, bus drivers, and nurses. Kathy Griffin is the president of the Illinois Education Association. Illinoisans believe parents and teachers should have the
2: largest say in how schools are run and believe education funding should increase. Overall,
0: high-quality public education was third on Illinois residents' list of top priorities just behind reducing crime and corruption. Griffin says the IEA worked with polling company Normington Pets and former chairman of the Illinois Republican Party Pat Brady to present the survey questions in a bipartisan way. I'm Peter Medlin.
1: Some sports history in St. Louis over the weekend. That's the majority of the sold-out crowd Saturday night at City Park, taking in the first Major League Soccer game in St. Louis. There were some Charlotte FC fans who flew in, including Matt Swift.
0: First game for St. Louis, amazing stadium, inaugural match at home, so we wanted to come and spoil the party.
1: Well, the game did not go Swift's way. St. Louis won 3-1. Major League Soccer Commissioner Don Garber was in the stands. He was impressed with the fan support, the ownership group, and the new multi-million dollar stadium. But he does not think the league should have arrived in St. Louis any sooner.
0: Good things come to those that wait. Think this is the perfect time. Probably wouldn't have been like this if we tried early. In, you know, we had many iterations of, of coming to this city. Uh, we needed the Taylor family. We needed the, the depth and focus on uh, deep investment.
1: The Taylor family owns St. Louis-based enterprise holdings and is among the ownership group that largely self-funded the new stadium. More Midwestern farmers are planting cover crops. The record high usage of off-season crops that help the soil is still a tiny fraction of the total number of acres of farmland. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on efforts to increase the use of cover crops and how that may be part of the next farm bill. Tim Gottman's 2,400-acre farm
0: in northeast Missouri, about 30 miles outside of Hannibal, looks harvested. But among the remnants of corn stalks are blobs of green plants that are thriving despite the cold and windy conditions of late winter in the Midwest. Gottman points to acres of gently sloping land wet from a recent rain.
2: So all this water would be running that way. And, and if them terraces weren't there and the and this green, the wheat and rye weren't here, it would just allow the water to run faster and take the soil with it. And when the soil's leaving, your fertilizer's going with it.
0: Gottman is a big fan of cover crops and he says they're working to improve the bottom line of his corn and soybean farm. Back in his barn, he says it's more important to him to improve the land that has been in his family for more than 150 years.
2: It's more to make the land at least as good as it was when we got it, if not better. Because we're just stewards of it.
0: Gottman is not alone in increasing the use of cover crops. The University of Illinois completed a study using a combination of USDA reports and satellite images to produce the most accurate survey of cover crop usage in the Midwest. The study found in the past 10 years, the number of acres with cover crops tripled, but it comes with a big caveat.
1: It is certainly not at a level that would be necessary for some of the challenges, like the water quality challenges, like soil erosion, it's going to take a lot more acres to get there.
0: Jonathan Coppas is the director of the University of Illinois' Ag Policy Program. He says the new data shows the cover crop usage went from 1.8 percent to 7.2 percent, a big jump but still a small number of acres. Koppis says he hopes there will be more incentives for cover crops put into the farm bill that's up for renewal this year. He says there could be more bipartisan support for a program that can help reduce fertilizer costs and work to address climate change, because cover crops can also help take carbon out of the atmosphere.
1: We can use it maybe to design up policies that will help incentivize the behavior, help incentivize the practice. Um, It can maybe help jumpstart that by showing, you know, funds going in for this practice will get response on the ground and we can measure it.
0: Cover crop usage is also getting endorsements from large agriculture groups, including the National Corn and Soybean Growers Associations. Kurt Beckman is the Director of Environmental Programs for Missouri Corn and works on national initiatives. He says there's been a lot of progress, but there needs to be more.
2: I am a little bit surprised that we're only at 7-8 percent, and I think that's part of the effort now is to figure out, okay, how do we get that to 15 percent in the next five years?
0: Beckman says his group's focus has been on education and getting resources to farmers who want to plant cover crops. He says the Farm Bill could be part of that expansion, but he also says it's important for farmers to be encouraged and not forced.
2: really just want to make sure that it's voluntary. We don't want to mandate anything. We don't want farmers to be forced into planting cover crops on their acres. Um, We want them to make those decisions. They know their land better than anyone.
0: 65% of Tim Gottman's farmland has cover crops on it but he's also wary of too many incentives to get more farmers on board. He says people who chase grants aren't as successful. He wants to see each farmer figure out how cover crops work for them. Maybe it's rye and wheat on his land and radishes on the farm down the road.
2: Like I say, we have neighbors doing it the exact opposite of what we're doing, but we're all happy with how we're doing it because the end result is we're holding our soils, we're, we're getting good yields. You know, it's beneficial to us. I can't imagine farming without it now.
0: The current Farm Bill expires in September, and incentives for cover crops will be a tiny sliver of what looks to be more than a a half-a-trillion-dollar package. But there will be countless programs and initiatives competing for those dollars. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: That story was produced also by Harvest Public Media, which is a collaboration of newsrooms in the Midwest. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener supported service of the University of Missouri St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt.